Hi everyone, welcome to the B2B Sales Podcast. I'm Thibaut. And I'm Ara. Every week, we interview thought leaders, experts, and top performers in B2B sales. During 30 to 45 minutes, we will deep dive into topics like modern prospection, pipeline management tactics, or innovative sales tools to help you navigate the complex world of B2B sales. We're on a mission to change the way society sees sales. This profession is one of the most rewarding ever, yet many people are afraid to do sales or they choose this career by default. This podcast is brought to you by Sales Labs. If you want to know more about our sales training and coaching programs, go to www.saleslabs.io. It's www.saleslabs.io. So get ready for your dose of sales wisdom and enjoy the show. So welcome, everybody. Uh, I'm happy to be here at the B2B Sales Podcast. Today, I have a really amazing guest, uh, someone I really admire for all her experience in sales, uh, Marcela Cardenas. Thank you so much for joining today. Thank you very much for inviting me. It's I'm a pleasure to be, to be here with you today. I'm also super happy. Um, so basically, I just wanted to, to give a little bit of introduction of why I invited you here today. Um, personally, me being a saleswoman, working in sales as account executive and looking forward to be manager in sales once in, in the future, um, for me, seeing you and, and the work that you're doing, working with several teams in sales in Latin America, in Spain is amazing. So it will be great if you can give us a little bit of intro of what are you currently doing? What have you done in sales so that people that never heard about you discover who you are? Okay, I will begin like with my experience. I have 15, more than 15 years of experience uh, in sales and marketing. I'm not going to tell you my age. <laughs> but I okay. have, uh, you look pretty have, good, uh, so no worries about that. Like more than ten years of experience uh, in startup projects in 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 different countries in Latam, uh, always trying to make those projects come to reality, making like crazy ideas come true, uh, developing what's more important, like sustainability, like su sustainable business units, right? Like creating something from zero and making it like a, 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 a real company or a real project or a real business unit. And my experience developing and launching and operating online business in, in Latin America endeavors and a lot of expertise in e-commerce, in marketplace, and obviously uh, skills in, in sales and marketing and in business management too have digital experience and the ability to attract, hire, and, and develop uh, sales talent around the Latin America. Now, uh, actually, today I have been in different, like I told you, in different startups like Groupon. Mm -hmm. I was founder of co-founder of Groupon in Latin America. I started Groupon in Latin America from zero with the guy and in Now Colombia. it's super well known. So <laughs> yes, in Colombia and, and I opened some, some, some cities in Colombia. Then I worked uh, in Groupon in Latin America. I was a country manager of Groupon Peru. Also, uh, I don't know if you know it, but a, a casino group in France. Of and, course. Uh, uh, there's a, this, this marketplace, C-Discount. We launched C-Discount for Latin America, for different countries in Latin America. I, I was part of the launch uh, and the open of the marketplace in Latin America with okay. Grupo And Now, I have been doing different things, but now I'm more than five years ago. I'm in Cabify. Uh, mm -hmm. I, did, uh, I am the VP of global sales, corporate sales in, in Groupon. In, in Cabify, and I'm responsible for more than 100 commercial teams, 100 commercial people, uh, 13 countries, and I developed wow. uh, that corporate business uh, from scratch, from zero, and and now I, I'm at this moment I'm in Cabify doing that. That's amazing. That's I, I did I did not recall like last time we spoke. Um, I I knew that there was a lot of people and you were working in a lot of countries, but. I mean, 100 people and over 13 countries, that's, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, that's, that's actually what we were discussing last time, right? And this is one of the topics that today uh, we're going to bring to the table. Uh, because personally, myself, as being Latina, but then as well working in Europe, uh, working at Applause, which is a U.S. company, you encounter many different cultural differences as well as 
like, you know, different ways of rather selling, working into teams, reporting to your manager and so on. So basically you're coordinating so many teams and I wanted to understand a little bit more. What are the challenges that you face mostly? And how do you like, you know, like working with Latinos, I think it's a little bit more difficult than working with Europeans, in my opinion. I don't know. Tell me if that's true. Yes. Uh, challenges. I think there are a lot of challenges and, yeah. and I could uh, like talk a whole day about all the challenges that, that you're going to, that you're going to front or you're going to manage. But I think if I had to say the biggest challenge, uh, the biggest one for me is communication. You know, even even though if, for example, you said Latinos and if you're working with Latin people, like that your language is Spanish, and I have like like people from teams from uh, Argentina, Mexico, Colombia, uh, Peru, and even Spanish talking people like Spain, for example, but, but, but the communication, even if you talk Spanish, you think the communication is is it's the same, it's the same language, Spanish, but it's not the same. Right. And, and 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 you you have to make sure people understand it's really important like when you communicate when you're communicating you uh, uh, you know in mexico you say something so yeah i don't you then some you use one like i don't what know way the, of saying things like ahorita, way, for example yes, if i say ahorita, way, that means that i'm gonna do something but that doesn't know you don't know if i'm gonna do it in five minutes or i'm gonna do it in 10 days Right. That's 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 for example work in in in, in Peru or uh, yeah ahorita it's okay. like it's like not the same day for ahorita in Colombia right and and those kind of things when when you're talking about um, processes and sales processes that are even product features and everything it's really important to be really clear to 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 really ask the people uh, do you understand me question. Do you, do you have it clear? Because I have been in a lot of meetings where people say like, yes, yes, yes. And at the end, like they're doing the opposite. And, right. and I have this, this memory when I, like a lot of years ago, like, like I had this boss, he was from, I don't know, I, I think he was from Germany. I, I don't recall it really well, but- Tell me about Germany. And, and, yeah, and he always told me, that he was always speaking with us and he was like, you have to do this, this, blah, blah, blah. blah. And, and, and then at the end, the people that were in the meeting, they, were, they told me like, Marcela, did you understand? And I was, no, no, let's do it. Go ahead. Just do it and work. Right. So, so you have to make sure people understand. That your, that your communication is really clear for everyone and, and, and making sure that people really understand what you're talking about is really important. So, and, and not only about that part of the communication, but also having different channels of communication. Mm -hmm. like, like having uh, uh, actually a lot of meetings, having like quarterly meetings, monthly meetings, being able to be near the people, being able to, to, to have the touch with the people. Sure. When you say like being near the people, then also how do you do it? So do you have um, specific, you know, meetings where all the teams are together or do you try to, you know, separate according to their, their, their culture or their, I don't know, countries that are more close to each other? Both. I have meetings where we all are together. Like, okay. like I have weekly meetings when we're all together or the weekly meetings when we're all together mm -hmm. of the different countries. But I also have meetings one-to-one -one with the different managers of the different countries talking one-to-one -one with their specific problems. But okay. also like we, like we as a company, as a we have um, like all hands meetings when you have all the people together. Right. Not only like, like the responsible people, because that's also a problem. If you, you always talk with the manager, but you don't talk with the, with the salespeople. And it's really important to get like a little bit down deeper and understand really that all the team, all the, all the people playing it, that are playing some part of the, of the, of uh, the process. So, so would you say that right now you have a little bit more of an horizontal um, organization, meaning that the salespeople, me, for example, if I will be working in Cabify and I'm working in, I don't know, France, or I'm working in, in Peru, would I have access to you or it will be yeah. also my manager? 
I have more access with your manager, with the manager, obviously, because I can, I can be. Uh, Otherwise, you will have like yeah. lots of things. Yeah, you, you would have no time for anything, right? But I really, uh, I really uh, look for my time to have these special meetings with some in the different countries. And when I travel, and that's another thing. It's important to travel to the countries. Right. It's important to 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 have that local feeling. And when I travel to the countries, I, I usually have my time to talk with, with different salespeople. Even uh, last uh, um, three weeks ago, I ended up, I did my special like, like survey, with, 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 right. not with the managers, but with the salespeople. And I spoke to every one of my salespeople in different countries. It was long. Okay. It, it, it took a lot of my time, but it was really good for me because I got really good insights that that sometimes managers don't pass it to you. Right. And and that's also something that it just come, comes into my mind, right? Because if you are like talking with one specific person in, in specific again, um, you also get, as you mentioned, um, some ideas that maybe they were not able to, you know, say or explain to their manager. And, and sometimes they, they feel maybe they're not heard or they're too afraid To, to say up something or like to speak their mind and whenever they talk to you and you're like so so friendly and easy going with them they just feel comfortable you know yeah and you begin to understand some things that are happening in the country that maybe because you're long away or you're not near you you miss it and there's really important and another one that it, for me is important is that like you have to understand the cultural difference and 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 here you have to be really careful because Right. There's that there's a kind of excuse like in my country is not that way and it's uh, it's really a uh, a big excuse like you you always hear like this is not gonna work in my country in my country is this is not gonna happen this is not and there's things that can be done globally and structures that that could be used globally but you have to understand the cultural difference and be able to to like like to hear their voice and make them part of the decisions. So, and understand then that things change, then that there are different cultures, for example, in one country, for example, it, maybe it's easy to, to have closing, closing sales uh, without having personal meetings. But for example, right. in, in Latin America, people like to know you, to, to hug you, to, 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 to know to that you're real and not head. a robot behind yes. something, of course. The, 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 this is something that's going to have to change a little bit because of, uh, of our of, of the, of the, the current situation. <laughs> of the current situation, but, but, but there, things like that have, have to, uh, are important. Or understand them for a country, something is really important, and for another, not. Understand that, for example, salespeople. And, and I don't want to get now into this, but for example, the 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 compensation system for right. example for for someone in spain maybe different uh, maybe having a day off it's really important or having uh, time to work from home is different but for my latin people maybe you need another you need, need to give them courses or, or i don't know another thing so so it's really important to understand the cultural differences also uh, something that's really that is a really a real challenge is the time zone right it's like you don't see it but but having a different time zone it's really challenging because when you when latin for example when you have europe and latin america mm -hmm. it's when, when when you go when you guys uh go to sleep latin america is is waking up and yeah. and, and and the same way so 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 Sometimes you have to have challenges in, in, in the time zone because you have to be there, but you're not there. So, so there are things like, like having uh, the correct tools, the correct uh, way of, 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 of keeping track of everything, having the right, uh, like, like working with projects with real clear objectives is really important in the time zone because you're not going to be there in every, in every moment they need your help. So you need to be, like you need to prepare that exactly that, that's what i was gonna go more a little bit more into the the tool part right so if if do you use all the same tools and all the same processes from from everyone or do you have specific things that you you know say okay europe maybe works better in this way and uh, talking about i don't know like different again tools or or 
methodologies and so on? Or do you just like put everything in one place? I, we used to put everything in one place. There's some adaptions that you have to make right. and you have to understand, but it's correct to have the, the same tools. For example, having a, a, a one CRM Mm -hmm. It's really important because you can track everything there. Of course. Maybe you have to make a different process for one country. Or the way you, for example, the way, uh, uh, in, uh, like in Cavify, for example, the way uh, we, we close deals. Maybe you need another process in Colombia because, uh, because for uh, moving companies, the corporate mobility of companies is different. So you mm -hmm. have to make another contract or you have to make another process to approve the contract. But the, but, the, but the sales process should, should be like the same. Of course, and you could just like adapt, I don't know, procurement stuff or legal stuff that it could be like maybe from each country. Um, but just having a process, I think it's, it's quite important, right? Because then yes. like that, they don't have to have these excuses like, oh, that was easier or, oh, that's why this country is closing more than I am. Exactly. Also having correct tools of communication and being connected, like, like I don't know, if you're, ma if you're managing a project because we're launching something for all the countries, you have to have a way to, that everyone can see it at, at a real time. Right. So, so, so I don't have to wait that you wake up to see what, what's going on with the project. I can see what's going on with the project because I use a certain tool. So, so, so tools are really important. There are a lot of tools to make your life easier to, in, 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 uh, even for, for scaling up because you need tools to make, to make your life easier. Of course. So there are analytic tools, communication tools, prospecting tools that you could use in different countries, but some, sometimes you have to make different adjustment, adjustment mm -hmm. to those tools. But usually you can, you can apply to every one of them. And talking about tools and how you apply to them, I can also just jump into the talking or the topic um, of whenever the sales team needs to be a little bit coached or like to, to make them better salespersons, you as VP of sales, how do you normally do this as well? Do you, do you think coaching is a good thing to have like on a general level? So everyone is getting the same tools, the same techniques, the same, I don't know, scripts, onboarding, or is it also depending on the country they are targeting or, you know, the team that they're working with? Yes and no. You, you, it's the same. You can manage like a playbook, like a, right. like a coaching playbook or something. And, and, and actually sales are like kind of the same in everywhere, but you just have, have to adopt it in understanding the cultural side. Right. So you just maybe because something works in a country doesn't mean it's going to work in the other. So just try to try to always be sure that you have to make some adaptions and understand how is the coaching going to be done for that country and have a specific, maybe some specific coaching for some specific countries. Right. That, that's really important I, because sometimes like, you know, some managers say, okay, I'm just going to implement this to all of my, all, all of my, all my team. And it doesn't necessarily work because as you say, the, the people I'm selling to in Spain, for example, have a different approach than selling to someone, I don't know, in Argentina. And there's just a whole process and a different relationship. You know, for example, myself, I'm a relationship builder. Like I, I think that building a relationship with your customer is really important other than other cultures, they just prefer to close a deal and just give me, give me the results and that's it, you know? Yes, but, but, but you have to adopt it, make little adoptions to, the, to each country. But in general, for example, it's like communication. We, if, you, if you're gonna make a, a communication strategy, a CRM communication strategy, right. maybe, maybe you, you can have this global structure or this global communication, but you have to, like we say, tropicalize. Because the way you, you, you get to the customers in this, in this part of the country is not the same. For example, not right now in, in, in our business, we're talking a lot about security. Mm -hmm. It's really important because of the COVID. But, but if we talked some months ago, it's not the same when you talk about security in Latin America than when you talk about security in Europe. Because maybe in Europe, security is something that, you, you, that it's like, it's, it's, it's intrinsical. You are secure. Yeah, you, you, you're not gonna 
you are not gonna have trouble because you get a cab in the street. But in Latin America, having like like uh, getting a cab in the street, it, it's a thing of being secure. You're insecure. There's things of insecurity. So so you have to understand a little bit what's going on in every country and try to adapt it. I I, I don't think the whole thing is every country has to do it different. Yeah. You can make global things, but you have to be, I don't know, the word is be humble to, to, to understand. And what happens when you, when, when, when you develop uh, multinationals or, or you open different countries and when you create something in one country, you think you have every, like all the answers. And that's not true. You have to be humble to understand where you're getting where you're going and you have to be humble to 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 let people local people tell you a little bit more about them so you can adapt of course and i also think that now when i mean there's many businesses that are just like one country based right but whenever you want to internal in again that word is complicated you, you want to become international right you really need to have an open mind because you cannot come to a country and say i'm going to sell this way um, you really have to do a lot of research. And, and that's, I think, some of the, the catch um, of why some companies could fail going into international business. It's because they don't, they don't see the whole scope, right? They just say, okay, I'm selling this product. It's working well. I'm going to go to the other side of the world. I'm going to do it. And bleh, guess what? It's not working. Because maybe there was already competitors. I don't know. There's many things. Because there were competitors. Or maybe because they don't know. Maybe because look at, the, for example, the, the online business, the e-commerce. It's not the same way you use the credit card in Europe that you use credit card in Latin America, for example. A long time ago, you, in, in developed countries, you use credit card for everything. You don't use cash. cash. But mm -hmm. here in Latin America, you, you, it's, not so, it's not so advanced and many people use cash. Actually, many people don't have bank accounts. So knowing that, for example, why did Cabify or or our competitors? Why we did we decided to have cash, to have people not only pay by credit card but they could pay in cash. Right. Because because it's a different context, and you're losing a lot of potential clients because you don't understand that. So you have to be open-minded. Maybe you have a great product, but also it's important to adopt that product because maybe you need to to work more on people knowing. It's like, it's like when, when e-commerce was, was bring to, to the different countries, uh, like, like when, when I started in, when we opened Groupon a long yeah. time ago, a long uh, uh, there was no one buying online. People didn't buy online. People and what was, what was actually the catch that said to you, okay, this is going to be a really booming business. Did you see it coming or it was just like, let's just do it and let's see where it goes. Like, like, I don't know, it's something about, I like to create things from, from zero, from scratch. Right. It's, it's like, I like to be like, to have the risk. Mm -hmm. So, so I knew it was going to be like, like I knew it was happening in the world. And, and, and that's one good thing. It's, it's, it's not a stopper. Even if you say no, because it, it, it's not a develop, developing country because it's so far away. I, I remember where people were like 10 years ago talking they will never buy by their phone they will never use their phone to buy anything and but you would and never say, trust it and now it's and like they they say like people are gonna buy to to the phone like in latin america in the 2022 right. and we are and now most of the sales are done by phone so 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 it's what's kind of risky but i knew it was going to happen and, it, and it, every time it's happening quicklier but you right. have to make adaptions and you have to be sure that it's not going to be so easy and you have to make research and, it, and you know, it's going to not going to have to be so easy to just, because my product works here, my, my service works here. It's going to work there. You have to understand. And most of the companies make that mistake because they don't do enough research and they just like put it here works like this. I'm going to put it the same way. And, and even even one of the problems is, is that they don't they don't get local people to get that local input. They they bring a manager from outside, put a manager from outside that have never been in the country, have never understand the culture, 
right. and it put it like, and, and you have to have local, good local people. So, so do you think that in, in terms of sales, for example, um, if you're selling in Mexico, you are going like you are more willing to have people selling as well, like Mexican people selling to Mexicans, or or is, it doesn't approach and it doesn't suit in that sense. For starting business, I think is when you develop and it, um, like when you have better tools, better. When you scale more, when right. you when you when your brand is is like a really big brand, uh, it's maybe it's the time to have a little bit more global. But you have to have local sales, and it's true, local sales local. Yeah, and it's good to have that because because you have that 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 the same touch. So for me, it's it's a yes. You don't have to have that's that's another conversation but you don't have to scale with really big uh, selling things get to a country hire 200 sales rep right that's a big mistake but you also but you yes you need you need that local help so you, you say it's a bit mistake I, I'm, I'm i'm not gonna also get too much into that but do you think it's a bit mistake because we should have rather like a smaller team with the good tactics to sell rather than just like a huge amount of um, sales reps, just like, you know, trying to get deals everywhere. Yes. Okay. I, I think mistakes in, in, in creating sales teams or, or, or when you start that see your sales teams, because right. when you begin, and even in, it's not for opening different countries, it's for opening your sales teams. Like you, you, you begin, you have your startup, you, you have your project, uh, you think a lot about your product, you don't think about how you're going to sell your product. And that's like the most important thing. Right. And not even how you're going to sell it. What you, what's the, your customers needs? What, what do they want? And then you think you hire the first sales you do as a startup is you, you begin the, 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 the founder began selling. He loves his product. He knows his product. He's in love with his product. He began selling. And then he, one of the biggest mistakes he hires, a salesperson okay. and that's a big mistake a salesperson is not gonna do what you do and even they hire a sales person and then and a salesperson with a really low um experience salary. A salary. Uh, really low experience really low salary and, and because the first one is a startup yeah typical and, story. And, and 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 typical story and you hire that salesperson and you leave that salesperson to do whatever and and you think it's gonna be work that's not the second mistake that I think is worse because it's gonna, you need you need to be to be, you need to be. I don't know the word. You need to be. You need to give profit. Right. We're not creating companies to to. Yeah, you have to, to get revenue. You mean like yeah, you just like make, make money. Yeah, exactly. You have to make you have to make money. So and 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 your cost gonna be really high. So hire a lot of salespeople just to go in there. And you don't have the structure, you don't have processes, you don't create a repeatable business, and you just hire 20 salespeople without any, without any tools, without any objectives, without any KPIs, you don't, you don't understand the sales process, and you hire 20 people. That's not going to work. Right. And, and when you said, when you said that if, if they come up and they, they just get one salesperson, why would it not work? I'm just wondering, like, what, what's, what's your thoughts on that? For example, if you have one salespeople, you don't really know if he's good or not good. With whom do you compare? You don't okay. know. You don't know. Like, for example, if he's not getting clients, he's not getting deals closed. He's not getting the right meetings. I don't know. If you have someone to compare to, you're going to know if it's good or if it's not good. But maybe it's because your product is not good. The price that you settle is not good. The, 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 the ideal client profile was not good. Right. But if you have one sale, people, it's really, it's really complicated to see if, if it's, if it's your, your service, your product, your process. Or this okay. person that doesn't or know how to sell. Or this person that doesn't know how to sell or doesn't okay. know how to do anything. Yeah, it makes so, sense. So, so you mean it's then better me, for example, if I'm a CEO or I'm, I'm just building up my company, then I will have to go there, sell myself, see how things are working. And when I have the results, I can show like to my employees, look, 
this is what I've done. This is how much I've closed. And these are like, you know, the processes I followed. Go ahead and do it. Because you, you open a country, you hire a salesperson and you let them by their, by their way. And right. then you don't know what's happening. And maybe it's not him. Maybe it's something about your process, something about your product, something about your pricing, whatever. So it's, it's good to have when you, when you're confirming sales team, we'd like to have at least, I think two or three people to begin. Of course. And also, also like, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. And I was saying also a big mistake is to having like uh, hiring a, uh, and that's, that's in startups, hiring like the biggest VP from a right. SaaS company that it's like uh, in the top used to having a lot of people with them doing different things and yeah. these people doesn't don't like get the 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 dirty dirty hands in the the dirty hands in the mud yeah you need you need this person that helps you uh, build and you need this person that is not the top vp you need this person that begins with you and that have a kind of experience but it but you have to understand your the moment of your company of course And, and try to, you know, see who is going to fit better also to your culture, not necessarily like background, right? But also what you want to, how you want your team to be and how you want your team to develop. But as you said, you're not going to get the VP of, I don't know, a super big bank. I don't want to say names uh, <laughs> to come and just like do a new digital, I don't know, um, you know, this, this applications for like having all your banks together. Um, yeah, it's because it's, it's really hard for also the, the the CEO and all the people in the team to actually fit to that. So I, I totally agree on that. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well then actually you've been telling us a lot of like a good techniques and good tactics, but just in order to finish this, because I don't want to steal too much of your time. How would you say like, what would be your recommendation for like VP of sales managing lots of teams as, as you are doing right now is there something that you could say okay coaching is super important or it's like the tools we use are super important or of course communication what will be your takeaway uh, coaching it's super important it's something that you have to do from the beginning you think because you're beginning a company or you're with a small company or you're just with your new startup uh, you don't have to coach Coaching is everything. Coaching is really important. You have to coach from day one and keep coaching. People, usually companies do an onboarding and they right. coach in the onboarding, but they forget about uh, keep, keep, keep on with the coaching. And I think it's something that, that you have to work on every time. And it's one of the difficult things. Why, why is it difficult? Because we don't, we don't think coaching is important. So we let people... And we don't, we don't think we, we, you hire someone, you hire a salesperson and you just give them a, a one week training and go ahead and go your way. You get the things, even, even your company boss, because, and, and, and maybe I don't want to talk about the big banks, but maybe in companies that have like 200 years, I don't know, things evolve in a different way, but let, let's talk about what's happening right now. The right. COVID. COVID is changing everything. So you have to, you have to, even if your, 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 your valuable position may have changed because of this reason. Maybe you have to adopt your products, adopt your services, and you have to coach your people to, 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 to do this new reality. And maybe so, because I've seen that there were so many companies that were based on, or most of their sales were inbound, and now it's not the case anymore. So now the reps have to do outbound, and they're like, I've never done that. Or no, I, I cannot, I'm not selling because I've never done outbound in my life. Well, I, I totally agree with you because we are changing towards like, not of course of COVID, but in general, sales is something that's always going to change. And that's why I love it because you're never going to get bored. It's always going to come up with something new. Um, but coaching for me, it's also like one of the most relevant and important parts because you learn by yourself, but then you adapt towards what someone is, is bringing into the table to give even a better, you know, outcome to the salesperson. Yes. And even, even the coaching, uh, the external coaching and the internal coaching, you have to be like, 
give your people training, pay for training, pay for them to, to, to have trainings, to understand. You, you were talking about sales have changed. For example, one of the things people don't do anymore or, or salespeople like, like you cannot do more uh, cold calls. For example, there's something really wrong about the cold calls. But, but for example, in this moment, it's important that you, you get your phone you again, phone get and your just phone and, and, just, and just call. Yeah. And, and, and cold calls mean the way you approach people. Even in this, in this moment, you have to approach people by LinkedIn. You have to be in webinars. You have to social be selling. Social oh, that's selling. another topic. Okay, uh, that's yeah. another topic. And and you don't coach your people. Uh, you know how many like like how many LinkedIn I receive, and how many I don't don't even check because they're talking about their products. Because like like when you approach me, that's good. That's a really good example. When you approach <laughs> Here, everyone, me, please. <laughs> when when you approach me, you approach me about myself. You, you have your time to figure out about me, about Marcela. Like I think you'll be connected with me because I have been seeing blah blah. And 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 it's not uh, you were not telling me like if you if your LinkedIn approach would be like. I want to tell you, I want to, I would be like, no. Hey, Marcella, I have a podcast and I want you to be there. You would be like, okay, what, what is that about? <laughs> if, even I didn't make so many questions because your approach was really cool. Was really Thank you. Me, was really, was really close near me. But, but again, we come back to the research part, right? Because I was, it's about, it's not the research just for the company. It's the research that every salesperson has to do. And, and in order to do, you know, I, I had this conversation before, we have to be more personalized. You know what I mean? Because we, we and, and th there was another word that I just, I just missed now, but it's important to be you know, to, to bring you some information that's going to actually get your attention and not just because I say, hey, uh, you play rugby. I play rugby too. You will be like, okay, thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but more, you know, you know what I mean? Yes, and that's coaching because, because you need to coach for that. You need to, 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 to tell you, to, to know yourself, people, know what, you're, what they're doing. Coach them, look for they, they don't get it. They, 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 this is something that you can learn. Right. And you, and you have to coach. And you not, you not only have to coach about the product you're selling, you have to co coach about how you approach a person, how you contact. You have to, you have to coach a lot of, about a lot of things in sales. Yeah, so how to create report, which is one of the things that I, I care the most, right? Just to make this feeling of the relationship with the customer the first time you approach to them and, and that you make them feel comfortable because you care. For me, that's like number one thing, for example. You have to create, for example, you have to coach about sales habits. How do yeah. you, what do you do in your morning? How's your, what, when you wake up, what do you do? What's your daily routine? You have to coach about that. How, how do you manage your time? It's really important to manage your time. The time when, when salespeople were like, the guy that is more, like, more talkable, I don't know how to say it, like he's like really creative and he sells everything. That's not. A real good salesperson is a person that is really professional. It's, mm -hmm. it's a really hard job. It's a really good job and I love it, but it's a really hard job. And you have to do things like over and over again, because if you do once and then you get a good deal, it's like, oh, great, congratulations. But good luck getting another one. Because if you don't have yourself like a routine and something that you do, as you mentioned, like waking up in the morning, first time in the morning, like for me, it's exercise. And then starting like to focus. But it's, it's really important to have that routine uh, and, and to be consistent, right? Because that's for me one of the biggest qualities a salesperson has to be to be consistent towards the routines, towards KPIs, towards effort, towards calling, towards everything. Yes. Tools, uh, and I'm talking about other important things. I think there's a lot of important things, but tools are really important. Make your life easier. Right. It's not, it's, it's make, why don't you have tools to make your life simple? Like, like we say, there's a lot of tools and there are communication tools 
Right. And I think with tools. the current situation, there's like so many tools coming up, like, you know, in terms of everything, of CRMs, um, you know, platforms for communication, platforms to reach out now, social selling, this video applications where you can just go ahead and, and make a video and make it more personalized. So it's never stopping. So Prospect, we have... Prospecting tools like yeah. Sales Navigator, like uh, there's a lot of prospecting tools that help you. And even, for example, you, you told something that is really good, the CRM. Some salespeople think CRM is for me, for me to make micromanagement over you. And it's not for that. It's for making your life easier. If I, thinking as a salesperson, if I have my routine, if I have my work clear, if I know what to focus on, if I use my CRM really good, it's like my own business. My, 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 my pipeline is my business. You're, you're not working for Cabify, you're working for you. And what's the, the end of the deal is having your, your compensation model, having a lot of money, having your commissions, closing a lot of deals, but what, how do you do it? Here's, here's, here's your company, here's your work. Make it simpler right. for you and having a, a, and using your CRM, it's good for you, it's not good. It's, at the end, it's gonna be good for me, but it's good for you as a salesperson. And for me, tools are really important, but also for managers. How do you manage a lot of people? How, how imagine how can I manage different 13, 13 countries? How can I manage and understand what's happening in every country? What, why this salesperson is not selling? Ah, I call the manager and things are really different because of COVID, because of blah, blah, blah. No, you know, your pipeline is, is you have, uh, you have 13 prospects you uh, you have in your pipeline you have in qualification um 20 companies these 20 companies are are you haven't called them in in two months so don't tell me that things are different Paul, right. because so so numbers and kpis and understanding the uh, and having real metrics having tracking everything give gives you you I know you have to understand what's going on in the country. I, that's why I talk with my people one-to-one, -one, but I have numbers. I have numbers that tell me, tell me how the story is going on. And I couldn't, I, I couldn't handle it without that. I, I don't know how people manage teams without understanding which is like send me an email with the updates of like how the pipeline is going yeah it's not working and, and as you said i think that this allows you to be on track with all your teams no matter what time you wake up and if there's something going on you just go there you check and then you understand what's happening with account a or account b or account c right and then you have a better understanding and next time you talk to this person you go to the point because then you have the notes you have the forecasting you have the next upcoming date there's everything so i think that yeah, I'm, a, I'm personally as well a fan of, of our CRM and I could not be without it. So it's, it's, just, it's just making our lives easier, as you mentioned, for myself and also for my manager. I don't have to be telling him all the time what I'm doing. He's just like, oh, I just saw this. Okay, very good. Then do that, right? And it's just easier for everyone. Saving us time and focusing in research, cold calling, yes. talking to people, closing I business. Closing business, and I have this like uh, I I have this I I should not tell this, but I got my boyfriend, and okay. with this COVID he was working. You know he's in an architect company, and it's okay. like a really traditional company, and with all this COVID uh, thing, everyone working from home. Okay, and he has this his this boss that is like the old ways, and he was having a meeting with, with all, their, all the people that report to him and he was like the old ways, like you, tell me what's your project. And you, to the board, tell me what's your project. Write it down. Like, and, and like three hours of a meeting, like, like you have to have meetings to go to the point. Right. Like not tell me two, two hours of a story. I know what your projects, because, I, because I'm in Clubhouse and I know what you're doing and what's your project A, B, C. And I was like, oh, really? Things have changed. And we have these tools that make our life easier. They are, they are helping us sell more. They are helping us be more effective with our time. They're helping that, that I can understand. Like the, for example, in my sales fund, in my pipeline, mm -hmm. I, could, I could sell uh, my conversions would increase because I'm having, because I'm monitoring everything. Right. So, so, so having the tools 
in, in the different kinds of tools that you already mentioned, we, we mentioned a lot of tools that, that, we, that we are seeing now. And those skills, those tools at the end help us to have a scalable business. Exactly. And to, and to go international, which is the main idea. And, and to go international. Yes. No, definitely. I think that now I can summarize that the most important things could be, first of all, communication between your teams. Then you should have the right tools to make sure everyone is working within a good process. And third and most important, coaching. So coaching from the very beginning and nonstop coaching, because mm -hmm. this is what's going to make the teams grow um, within themselves, like the person as a salesperson, but also the teams and make them like stronger. And, and, mm -hmm. and my recommendations from uh, having uh, open different countries, and it's not only about sales, uh, having uh, a global and a local understanding. It's a global sales strategy, but uh, not because it works in your in your country, it's gonna work in another country. Understand the market and don't rush. Don't rush to, to, to get in there without knowing. Uh, local versus global, and that's a fight. You're always gonna that. see local fighting global. Global don't understand us, global don't care about us, they don't know what's happening in the country. And, and you have to make arrangements, what we're talking, make adoptions, right. understand the people, be near, be able to have a global strategy, but be able to, uh, to make certain, like to make certain arrangements, shape cycles, uh, uh, communication practice. And not only talking about good tools of communications, good internet, good technical yeah. things. Right now that's uh, really important. <laughs> good yes. internet as well as like, yes. here everyone is like going crazy, yeah. Yes. But at communication practices, having periodic meetings, having all hands, having a summit, uh, being close, uh, traveling to the countries. You, you need to travel to your countries. And give, give local empowerment. Mm -hmm. Local needs to, to make their own decisions. Let them take decisions. Empower locals. Exactly. It, it's, it's their revenue. Give them power. And track everything. You have to track everything. If, if, you don't, if you don't have tracking, the right tracking, if you don't have the right, if you don't, if you don't understand your numbers, you're not going to change things. And you have to understand and you have to control to make good decisions and to, to know when to change things or improve things. And uh, be adaptable, be humble, understand the market. That would be my, my, my recommendations. And, and I can give you another recommendation to in hiring. Please. Uh, hiring, hiring uh, when you're making your global teams, because you have global teams and local teams, right. your global teams, you need people with, with, with overseas experience. One of, the, one of the big mistakes that I have seen is that global leaders, sometimes you hire people that have never even traveled to, a, to another country. Yeah. You need that experience. People that have traveled to another countries that know different cultures, have a, a, that overseas experience and have deep self-awareness, understanding your belief, but knowing that there are people that think different and there are things different in, in other countries. Be sensitive to cultural diversity, like really sensitive, be, be humble. I think that's the word that I really like the most, be humble, right? Because sometimes we are like, oh no, our country is better or no, I know how to do things. And it's not the case. Uh, and as you said, if you travel and you see things, it just opens your eyes. So, yes, be open. Be open yeah. your eyes. Be be curious. You need people that are curious. You told me how did you manage to be in Groupon when when they offered me to be in Groupon because the, because no one use internet, no one had, no one use uh, pay online, and no one even knew Groupon. When I began selling group and I had this, this, uh, uh, this, this, this magazine right. and we didn't have any of a web page. So be curious, be, yeah. be, be open. But when and you say curious, it also like makes me, makes me remember because I was talking with a, with a sales coach and he was saying, okay, is curiosity something that you are born with or something that you can develop? And I was saying that, well, if you're not born with, you necessarily need to do it to, to develop in life because then... Yeah, good luck. Uh, you, need, you need curious people. And, exactly. and in a global team, you need curious people. And 
and a global strategic thinking and communication. Be, be, be a leader. It's important to be leader. It's important to be not a boss. And even more when you're managing people with, of different countries. You right. don't have to be a boss. You have to be uh, 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 inspiring people. Inspiring, be a good leader. Be, be that person that communicates really well, that have this uh, power leadership that, that, that it's like when you come, you attract people. You exactly, need that. and that everyone will be, will be comfortable to talk to you, right? And that you yes. can have a conversation with everyone, make everyone feel good, um, because that's something really important. Sometimes we have people that have a lot of potential. They don't show it because they don't feel comfortable. And we do give them that sense of trust, then it, it changes all because they're like rising stars. So I think that growing into the team and seeing others developing, that's also amazing. And I think you've seen it a lot towards all your experience because you've been there, you grow the company, you saw the grow and then you move to the next one. So that's, that's pretty amazing. And the last one, there are really good people in other countries. And um, it's amazing how many good people there are in, in the different countries. Be open-minded to hire people from different countries. And, and even for your global team, in my global teams, I have yeah. people that work for global, not, not for a country. And they are from Brazil, they are from Chile, they are from different parts. Like there are a lot of good people in the world. So don't be like, it's only uh, the good people, they're only in my country. No, the good people are all around the world. And, and as you said, they, they, they've it. been traveling a lot and they have a lot of experience. So that's why we, yes. we should, as you mentioned, I think find local, but also whenever you want to achieve or target more global, then again, think someone global that has already seen the world a little bit more. They're global. <laughs> exactly. Okay. No, Marcela, it was, it was a pleasure talking to you. I think there's a lot of insights and amazing tactics that people are going to get from this podcast. And I'm really, really pleased to, to discuss with you because I really think that we think the same towards sales. And I will be super happy to stay in touch and see what other things you're like, growing and coming up with and yeah next time you are in berlin please tell me because you uh, have to come and visit i would love to be in berlin really soon because i would uh, something that happened to me is like i travel a lot i always think i'm, I'm like in a plane yeah so the, with the, with this COVID, i'm like not traveling tell and i was like him. two three months ago or four months ago i was like i, I don't want to travel anymore i'm like mm. and now i'm the only one, the only thing I want to do right now is get into a plane. Get and into travel. a plane. I know it really happened to me as well. I was like traveling once per week. Um, and then it just like, now I'm like, okay, I can't wait till this is over. So again, thank you very much. It was lovely uh, to talk to you. Thank you very much and keep in touch and whatever you need. I'm thank here. you so much. <laughs>